Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. On today's Gaines podcast, we're talking marijuana. That's right, we're talking pot. And I'm not talking about that swaggy brick weed that people used to buy on the streets. I'm talking about the good stuff that Mr. Scientist makes in a lab. And there's a whole bunch of companies, publicly traded companies, that Mr. Scientist works for and creating the stuff that you now find in your dispensaries, whether it's you smoke it, vape it, eat it, drink it. So let's talk a little marijuana. I'm Andy Gersher. This is Gaines. So when we're talking cannabis stocks, it only makes sense to bring on Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. Mike, you've seen this firsthand, the rollout of both medical use marijuana and then more recently, the recreational use of marijuana, just a, a, an exploding business in Illinois. What's your take as uh, we've legalized this in, in Illinois? Well, I think that Governor Pritzker gets an A when it comes to his handling of cannabis. I, I, I don't agree with everything he's done here in the last few years, but I will tell you that everything that has, has happened regards to cannabis has been done very well and very thoughtful. Uh, we have moved from a state that had almost no sales in in, in cannabis uh, w- when it was only no medical. Legal, no legal sales. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, no legal sales initially. Then then legal sales were only done on the, in the medical side, and it was so small. And then we, we went uh, recreational, and it was an explosion of, of numbers. And and all the and, and the way they did it, it was seamless. It it was fair um, to the original players because the original ones that got the licenses were allowed to get the original stores up and running on the recreational side. Now, keep in mind, those, those, uh, those companies were basically just eating losses for years while the legislation went through uh, the Illinois um, House and Senate. So it took, it took multiple years and in the meantime these companies were losing money so when they did roll out recreationally um they went they allowed the the players that were already there to get the first stores and also those are the ones that knew how to operate and they and and they made they made the transition seamless so now you have exploding sales 
it's not only good for consumers who have a great choice of of which which company to go to, and there are multiple stores around the state of Illinois. And, and consumers are the ones who really benefited here because, you know, for years, like I was kind of alluding to at the beginning, it was, you know, people kind of got what they took. They had a guy. It was, you know, kind of could be shady. Um, some people might feel, might have felt more comfortable dealing with people in that versus other. I'm thinking maybe the soccer mom who who now is having a couple edibles uh, on on a you know a Friday afternoon might be a little more hesitant to go deal with a guy. So just bringing it to the forefront. I, I think that's the one thing that strikes me too is you go into these dispensaries now and it's the 40-year-old soccer mom, the, uh, you know, the 65-year-old granny in there with her walker so she can get yeah. her, her her bud or her edibles or whatever her jam is. And there's so, also the millennial, too. Yeah. Oh, I and mean, the millennial, of course. Anybody. And, and then the other, and, and so I, I think the thing that struck me is all these years, there's just been a, a, a wide consumer base and there's a lot of folks in dispensaries nowadays that you would be like oh my gosh you know it's grandma and uh so the selections there and it's way less seedy i i think that's that's one of my takeaways is just you know the swath of people that are now in there and and i guess the one other thing that just from talking to people who have experienced the legalization is uh, if if you are looking at trying this, you're of legal age. This is a lot different than than street weed. Uh, a lot of it's stronger, so be sure to consult the experts at the dispensary as well. So all that being said, you know you and I've seen this and how it's changed, and um, so there's a lot of action here in Illinois, and that brings us into and, and the Gaines listener, of course, wants to know where to make money. Let's get right into marijuana stocks. And there's so many of them, it would be like making those difficult choices in a dispensary on a Saturday afternoon. There's so yeah, many so of them. You've, you've, so- got, you've got some great players, and then you've got some, some, some ones that I would stay away from. And just like every industry, especially growing in an in, in in industry in its infancy, you've got a lot of players and many of these are going to go to zero and you have to have eyes wide open here that when you're when you're picking these stacks um you could pick the wrong one uh, oh, abs- like, well, without I'll, I'll without mention- a doubt you know the thing that you have to keep in in mind when when dealing with uh pot stocks is there's a ton of them and we've even you we've talked about this before in other industries when an industry buds there's a whole bunch of players, and then there's an eventual consolidation, and you're kind of alluding to that. So right, to set right. the table here uh, as we get into this, let's let's just first of all talk about some of the pot stocks that have kind of caught your eye. And there's many different areas from you know growing to distribution. So I'll, let's start there. Right. So so. Most of these big guys do it all. So they grow, they sell, they do it from from farm to 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 selling it out the door in the shop, and so and those are the ones I would stick to, and I would make sure that these these companies have good balance sheets. I'll explain that in a little bit. But the stocks that we like the most are True Leave, which is mostly in Florida, but they're they're growing in other areas. 
Cureleaf is out of the East Coast, but they're not only just in New York, but in in uh, man at least a dozen states. And then we like Green Thumb, which is an Illinois-based one, which is one of our direct competitors of, at Pharmacan. But we like them as well. So those are three public companies. They're three of the biggest ones, and why we like them the most is because their balance sheets are so pristine. So you're you know the thing that's happening in the in the cannabis industry right now is. A, there's a lot of M&A that's happening, so you want a company that has the cash that can, that can allow it to expand, but you also have this tax, ridiculous tax code at the federal level called 280E, and some of the investors hopefully out there under, know what I'm talking about, what that is, but let me explain. It's basically, it, it is a tax at the federal level that does not allow, it basically does not allow companies to write off many of their regular um, selling expenses. So it, it, it forces tax rates in these companies to be upwards of 50, 60, 70 percent of sales, and it doesn't allow for much profitability right now. But what's going to change down the road is you would hope that this 280 is going to go away, but the at least partial legalization of, of marijuana, or at least where it gets off of Schedule 1. Because right now, cannabis is on Schedule 1 along with heroin, okay? Now, Schedule 2 is cocaine and meth. So what, what we're looking to do here is get it off of 1 and 2. And if it gets off of 1 and 2 and is not considered as dangerous as cocaine um, and heroin, then it will no longer have to be taxed with this 280E uh, regulation. Is that, it, is that a cause, national thing? Is that is this, is that this? Is nationally. And okay, that's so that's why it's so difficult for a lot of these companies to make money right now is because the taxation on them is incredibly high. Right. So like, it, unlike any other level, industry you can know. think about. Illinois gets its chunk of flesh, right? But that at the federal level it's even worse, and it makes less sense because the federal level, they're all, it's only because it's on a Schedule One basis along with heroin. So, the, you know, that, that has to change. There's a lot of catalysts, Andy, that, that we could talk about here, but that's the biggest one. And so the reason why we like the stocks we do is these are companies with balance sheets and with cash flow that will allow it to weather the, the, the next year or two as we wait to get this legislation through Congress. And what's happened this year is we, you know, a lot of people, when Biden got in and when, when the Dems uh, took Georgia in the Senate, everybody thought that leg legislation was just going to happen in 2021. And if you look at a chart of the MSOS, which is an ETF of U.S. Uh, cannabis companies, it literally shows you how sentiment changed from right after Biden got elected to right after Georgia went Democratic in February, and then you, you it, that's literally where it topped. And since then, it's just been a staircase down as every month goes by and nothing happens. So now we're here we are in December, where the, where the, where the in industry is at its lows for the year, and it's why I, I like it going into next year, because there's so much pessimism now that nothing's going to get done. And when you look at 2022 and midterms coming up in November, you've got to believe something's going to happen. 
And there's just too many ways that things can go well versus things that can go bad. And, and the, pricing, the price action shows that right now pessimism is what rain, is reigning in, in the industry, and it's not going to last because something is going to move here soon. And I believe that it's going to be enough to, to make this industry one of the huge winners for 2022. And, and you know, that totally makes sense. I mean, w- w- you buy stocks – when they're down, you usually get the best deals if people are concerned about things going forward. This taxation issue, obviously a big one. So your strategy right now uh, in the space, it looks like, is go with some real big comp- publicly traded companies with big fat balance sheets that can weather the storm until this taxation thing uh gets taken care of you know some of the other big you know even before uh there was mass legalization in the united states some of those those really big canadian companies that uh you know canopy and those have, have you had any kind of interest in those what's your no, feeling uh, on yeah those? on the short side i mean i've shorted a few of my shorted tilray you know those stocks got ahead of themselves way too much and and they're it's you know there's some thesis out there that says that they're going to be the ones that end up winning in the U.S. market. And I don't see how that's possible. Um, what, what, their, their valuations are way higher on a price-to-sales basis or any, any valuation basis. The difference is that in Canada, it's legal. So these companies can list in the New York Stock Exchange. So they, they trade for a premium to the U.S. guys. But again, you're looking at, okay, what possibly can happen positive for them versus what could happen positive for the U.S. players. And to me, it doesn't make any sense to pay two, three, four times as much for a canopy, um, you know, or any or any of them, uh, or Tilray, you know, because your upside is just limited. In fact, if anything, I think I think the Canadian stocks would be a short against longs in the U.S. market. I think that's not a bad spread to play. If you want to take a little bit risk off the trade, um, maybe short a little bit of the Canadians against the longs in, in, in your U.S. stocks, because I think that, that that's, the valuations are going to converge, and then you're going to see the U.S. players take off once, once the legalization, uh, or at least some of the legislation that will, that will push forward this industry to, to uh, be able to have more profitability takes place either in summer of 2022, which is when I think it'll happen, or going into uh, the fall elections in, in November. Uh, something's going to happen, and it's, it's going to be positive. And I think that the market will sniff it out early, and you're going to see a first or second quarter 2022 rally in these names, and you want to get ahead of it, because when it happens, it could happen fast. All right, Gaines listeners, take this down. Mike's going to give us the names that he likes again um, you just kind of give us each company their ticker and and you know why you like it. Sure, True Leave was the first one. T C N N F. Tom, Charlie, Nancy, Nancy, Frank. They all end in an F because they're they're basically pink sheet type stacks in the U S. Because that's the only pl- the way they can get listed here at this point. But they trade volume. They, these names trade size, so you can you can easily get in on a positions. That stock is mainly in Florida, but it is a, a becoming a national player, and it is the best uh, company when it comes to profitability. They actually do make money, even with the even with the 280e 
tax situation. And so we love it for, for that main reason, but also just because it's just well run and it will make it will be one of the ones that survive this. I do think that there'll be some names, like I said, that are going to go to zero, but it's going to be the smaller names that can't handle the, the length of this 280E uh, situation and that and that have balance sheets that have too much debt. That and tr- so they're going to they're going to run out of cash, but that, these guys won't. So that, that, that one's true leave. That true leave, sure. that true leave. Are they in Illinois? Do they have are they their are, products in Illinois? They are not, but they okay. have plans to be. Okay. So um, you're like that's said, a Florida like you Florida. said it's a it's a Florida-based company, but they yeah. currently don't have products in dispensaries in Illinois. Right. TCNNF is the ticker. Again, that's TC N N F. Mike just mentioned the F behind it is almost like a pink sheet because of the space that we're talking about. Okay, Mike, uh, your second pick. Curaleaf. So Curaleaf is out of uh, the East Coast, New York, uh, and and they they started out there, but they've been expanding to the Midwest. Um, they're the biggest of of the guys as far as sales. So they. They're doing about a billion dollars in sales a year, and we like them. Again, this is a, these are balance sheet quality companies, and all three of these are similar in, in that we just know that they have the, the cash to weather the storm. They just raised uh, $400 million in, in, uh, in debt just recently, um, and, and so they, they have the cash on their, on their balance sheet to, to weather any kind of delay that could happen in this, in this legalization process. Are they domestic or Canadian, this Curly? These are all going to be U.S. U.S. And the, and the again, ticker— I, would say, I, I don't like any of the Canadian companies. Okay, so okay? And, and the ticker on Curaleaf Holdings is C-U-R-L-F. Again, that's C-U-R-L-F. That's Curaleaf Holdings. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yes. So, so that that we like that one. It's the same reason. So these three have, have they're they're in different parts of the country. Um, Cureleaf and Green Thumb kind of overlap more than TrueLeave, but TrueLeave is starting to grow as well in other states. They just started big in Florida, and they made a lot of money in Florida. And Florida isn't even legal um, recreationally, but there's so many medicinal users in Florida that they can make money at, without it even being. Uh, legalized on a recreation basis. But most of these companies make their money in the recreation side, uh, Cureleaf being one, Green Thumb is the other. So Green Thumb would be the third choice, and that is a Illinois-based company, Chicago-based company, um, that has licenses in Illinois but in many other states, including out west uh, in California and also on the East Coast. And they're, they're uh, another company that is one of the big, big ones. They, their sales are approaching a billion dollars a year, and it's another company that we know is going to be around. And the reason why I, I, I stress that is just because we don't know when this legislation is going to get through. And in the meantime, many of these players are bleeding cash. The ones that don't have great balance sheets, I mean, they can't last for more than one or two years you know, out. So you're going to have a lot of consolidation. Some of those companies are going to get bought up or they're going to go to zero and they're going to get bought up by these three companies and then some of the other strong players. Uh, just to pick up on that, you, you you mentioned Green Thumb Industries and uh, the ticker that you were talking about there is GTBIF. So the Correct. three we just mentioned here, all U.S. companies, and you just mentioned why you don't like uh 
Canada uh, due to valuation. And then you like these. I just want to get this straight potential. here. Yeah. Canada is not that big of a, of, a, of a cannabis market. And I think, you know, originally when, when, they, when they went public, there was a perception that they were going to be able to move into the U.S. easily. And they're not going to be. And there was also a perception that, hey, they're listed on New York Stock Exchange. It's going to be, have more liquidity. Well, that, that ended up being true, and that is what's holding up some of the valuations. But when I buy a stock, you know, I'm looking at, okay, I could, take, I could buy a Canadian company for three times the valuation uh, per, per dollar of sales, or I can u- do the U.S. And, and risk that nothing's going to happen here legal in, in, in legislation and, 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 you know, it stalls out. But why would I why would I take a chance of buying the Canadian companies when there's so much less upside potential? Yeah, they could they could go up, but but you're talking about I think an industry in the U.S. You're you're talking a four to five bagger over the next couple years if the legislation pans out the way we expect it to. And I mean, you know, Green Thumb trading twenty bucks, it was forty dollars back in February. This stock could be a hundred dollars. If 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 they take it off of Schedule One and Two and get rid of that ridiculous 280e tax burden, this is a company that that you know it, it could easily go to. I mean, it, right now it's about a five billion dollar company. I mean, it could go to 25 billion dollars easily. It's just a matter of perception has to change and then the law has to change. And both those things. The thing about you know what I what I tell investors is you have to get out ahead of it though because if 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 the news already gets out the stock's already moved you know that goes for a lot of budding industries that's why you get the big gains because of the risk it's a risk reward thing so i mean that just speaks you're taking a risk going into these in hopes that you know this the thing you just talked about and the taxation goes away but that's why you get paid i mean this is 101 Exactly, and 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 the thing is, Andy, is that you have to take a risk. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're looking at, a, at something that I think, like I said, could be four, five x over the next couple of years, obviously there's going to be risks involved. So you can't you can't expect to to quadruple your money on something or have the chance to without having uh, a significant risk of loss. But but to me, the the the, the um, you know the risk reward is so skewed towards the reward here that it doesn't make any sense not to be long these big names. I mean, yeah, they could have further issues. Right now they're having some sales declines a little bit just because people are, you know, inflation is up and people are spending some money on some other things and they're actually doing some travel and leisure. So that's hit the industry slightly. You're talking about like 5 to 10% sales declines in the in this in looks like in this fourth quarter. But Overall, you're, you know, if you got to look at the big picture, and this this industry is has so many possible catalysts to the upside, and so few to the downside. As long as you pick the companies that have strong balance sheets, and so that's the key. I think I think these three names are solid. Um, they're great bets, and that any one of them or all of them could easily be huge four to five times winners. We're not talking about something that's going to go up 10%. If this thing is right and if, if the catalysts happen, these stocks are going to explode to the upside. So let's just leave it there for a second. got to take a quick break. Uh, before we do so, be sure to subscribe, follow, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if that's an option for you. 
Or as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We will be back on Thursday, by the way. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, we're back with Michael Palumbo, founder of MJP Capital and author of the book Calculated Risk here in Chicago. We're talking pot stocks. You know, just because marijuana is, quote unquote, a budding industry, there's a ton of growth, but just because, you know, a company's in this space, as you've alluded to, it is risky. And that's why you have to be very selective. And you've kind of spoke to that. Exactly, exactly. And there's, there are many names that do not have good operations. And I don't care what you're doing. If, you don't, if you're not a good operator in that industry, you're not going to make it. So that's why I give you the names that I know are solid operators that are going to be around. I just wouldn't play with these second-tier firms. Now, now one or two of them are going to just explode and, and to the upside. Uh, and then you'll get a 10 or 20 bagger. In, 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 but then you're going to have to pick out which one of these small guys – is going to be, you know, it's, it, you know, honestly, Andy, it's similar it's like crypto. to crypto. Like, yeah, I was you know, just going to say that. I, mean, no you know, I would rather, and, and it, it, you know, we've talked about it on the last podcast, you know, I'd rather be in Ethereum because I know that crypto is going to be around and so will eat Ethereum. Well, I'm, I, I believe the same way is true in cannabis, but even more so in that with crypto, you've got you know, there are projects that can, that can happen that can come out of nowhere and change the dynamic of a, of a coin. 
Well, in, in, in cannabis, that's not really the case. You know, these smaller guys, just they're stuck. And it would be hard for them to make it in this environment, whereas you've got the big guys that have the cash that can weather a storm and wait for this legislation to come through. And so I, I really think you just do that, or you buy the MSOS, which is the ETF on the entire industry, and then you take the stock-picking side of it out of it, and that might be a way to do it as well. It is a way to do it. It just it matters. It depends on if you want to pick individual names, which we do, or you want to just take the whole industry. And and that you know that's a twenty-four dollar ETF that was twice its price. Yeah, give us a ticker uh, eight, now. Which which ago. which? Uh, yeah, that was the next thing. So we've talked about individual companies. You were talking about now going to an ETF, exchange traded fund, a basket of stocks. What's the uh, what's the play as far as if you want broad exposure? Give us a ticker. Right, it's MSOS. So Michael, Sam, Oscar, Sam. It's been around for only about a year and a half. Not even a year and a half. It started September of last year, I believe. And it's basically where it started at $25. It's $24.42 closed today. Uh, if you look at a graph of that, of that um, ETF, it literally shows you the emotion of the industry and how everything got excited because the Dems got in and then nothing's happened. But now it, where it's trading now, it just there's so much pessimism built into these valuations that you have to take the other side of that. You know, there's there's a saying in trading, you don't want to catch a falling knife, and that's definitely true. But in my mind, this is not a falling knife. This is definitely just over-pessimistic views on an industry where really the news has been pretty poor, but that you have to look at the future, not the past. And the future shows a lot of positive catalysts and very few negative ones. And those are the exact types of opportunities that we like to do, that we like to take advantage of at MJP Capital. And we would like the investors to look at them as well. Uh, you know, again, that MSOS ETF, that's a pure U.S. cannabis play, too, right? Right. Yeah. So. Again, yes. Yeah. And again, I'm, I am, uh, I'm definitely advocating for staying with the U.S. stocks, um, you know, there, there's uh, one out of Toronto called the H HMMJ, which that that is more of a uh, that includes Canadian companies. But I, I would I would stay I would stick with U.S. firms, and the 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 best ETF to do so is MSOS. That traded today 1.7 million shares. So you know you can you can get size in this thing. So it's it's easy to get in and out of, and if you don't want to pick specific stocks, but you believe the story as a whole, buy a MSOS. Your strategy clearly is you don't like Canada. They're the, the Canadian players in the space. You like the U.S. and 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 uh, the domestic companies, and we've kind of hit on those. Are there any other areas of the industry that you're watching, any other companies that might be playing into this that w we wouldn't even necessarily think about? Well, you know, I gave you my best my my best picks to click. Um, you know, if I'm going to look at some more, I'll give you a name that that this one is much more speculative. Okay, this stock is quite possibly going to go to zero, but of the ones that I think are highly speculative, I think it has the best chance of some upside, and that would be MedMen. So MedMen was one of the original big guys out in California. A lot of 
a lot of shady stuff happened with management there. They got too big too fast, spent too much money on ridiculous things that, that the CEO's security and, and flying private, and they just spent like crazy and almost basically bankrupted themselves. But the company's been turned around. It trades for 19 cents in the U.S., Oh and, yeah, so that's that's yeah, that's you know you could see just even the value of pricing there. So you know this could go to zero, but could be a twenty bagger. Yeah. So this yeah exactly. So this is a stack that if they really can turn it around and you, and you get the legislation happening sooner, better than later, then you're talking about a high beta name in the industry. So this one, I think you know is is a, is on a flyer. If you want to add you know add one speculative name to the other ones that that I think are much less spec and much more, you know, most likely going to be fine, Um, then I would add MedMen to the mix only because you asked me that, Andy. No, I know. And and again, I I twist... I twist some risks to go or twist some risks for riskier picks. And I I know people are reluctant. And again, full disclosure, we know that this is super risky. Uh, And and again, uh, Mike gave you some really good domestic names that still a little bit risky just due to the space, but uh, that he really likes. This is a more uh, an out of the money uh, play, so to speak. Uh, One other thing I wanted to ask, ask you about. Uh, the industry at large. I mean, how does that split out as far as recreational marijuana use? That's that's the sweet spot for companies, right? That's where they make the money. Uh, I mean, there's the, a huge medical industry and and a lot of value for people who um, use cannabis products to manage pain and so forth. But how does that shape up? Uh, you know, the, yeah, the goal is the goal is to get it get it uh, to recreational use because then you're getting a much wider audience. So sales are going to be dramatically different. So like a good example, um, you know, I was involved in, in the rollout of, of Verilife out here in Illinois, and I was able to see firsthand how we were doing when it was just medical. And it was rough. I mean, just to get patients to be, to qualify was difficult because you had, only specific conditions we had to fight tooth and nail just to get ptsd as one of the conditions there were many many other 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 conditions that you wanted to get included so people could even apply for a card you know so that you want to get it off you know the just the medicine you know the medical side and get it recreational then then anybody can buy it 21 or older and and it's and it's uh you know much much easier to uh to uh, pump up sales at that point. And, and, and that's what makes sense. You know, what's funny, Andy, is you got 65% of U.S. voters think marijuana should be legal recreationally. Okay, try getting 65 or two-thirds of U.S. voters to agree on anything, okay, and yet they agree that cannabis should be legal. So here's a perfectly bipartisan issue and that's, again, why I think the catalysts are set up that something is going to happen prior to the midterm elections next year, because Democrats are going, to, are going to try to frame Republicans as being against it. Republicans are going to try to go back and say Democrats haven't done anything yet, you know, vote for us, and something is going to get done. And it's going to be a positive catalyst, and the thing is, is that it's going to get sniffed out 
months in advance, and these stocks are going to move prior to the actual legislation. All right. Hey, hey, Mike, a great conversation about the space. Um, and, and again, you know, from our conversation, you're not overly optimistic on you, you, you find the Canadian companies in the space expense of you're staying away from that. You mentioned we've given you a couple names and, and let's go down that list again. The three big U.S. cannabis companies that you like, Green Thumb, that's G-T-B-I-F, Cureleaf, C-U-R-L-F, and um, what was the other one? Truly. Truly, T-C-N-N-F, all three big domestic companies that you believe can even wait out the storm and are poised to really make those big gains once uh, things relax here, you know, here in the United States. Uh, so, hey, again, uh, thanks for joining us. Any other thoughts as we wrap up today's uh, Gains podcast, Mike? Well, the, the, the main thing here is that in order to make big gains, and we're talking about an industry that has the possibility of some huge winners here, you have to take risk. So there, there are definitely some downsides to this industry, um, especially if legalization doesn't happen, if, if other legislative acts don't happen. These stocks could go down further, but you just have to – it's just the risk-reward and, and level of this industry. is It's just so – so it screams as a buy. And, and so you always want to look at that in any industry, especially beaten down ones. You want to look at, okay, when has the pessimism gotten so much out of hand that it doesn't make sense anymore? And, what, and looking forward, not backward, looking forward, where are the, the future catalysts? Are they positive or negative, and what's the likelihood of them happening? Because that's how you make gains. That's how you make money. You have to find those industries that are setting up for positive news in the future. If you wait for the positive news, it's going to be too late. So you have to play them now. And for 2022, in my opinion, cannabis is a, a leader as far as uh, what we think is going, to, is going to have the biggest gains for the year. One more note, MSOS is the ETF that we talked about of uh, domestic cannabis. It's the basket of domestic cannabis Yeah, may I make one little plug here that if you do want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is MikePal10, so MikePal10. And I do talk a lot about cannabis on Twitter along with the rest of the stock market, some other commentary that, about current events, and, and uh, you know, check it out. If you find what I, what I say uh, uh, interesting, then, then follow me. Uh, I think you'll, you'll get some, some pretty good perspective on a lot of different issues, but most of which would be the stock market and, and this industry in particular. But, um, but I really appreciate you having me on the show, Andy, and, and always a pleasure. All right, and again, that's at Mike Pal 10 And then as we wrap up here, give us that super cheap, high-risk gains pick again before we leave. Right. So that was MedMen, and, and that, that symbol is M-M-N-N-F. Uh, and that's, that's a much riskier um, stock. Again, it's Mary Mary, I'm sorry, Mary Mary Nancy F-F. Okay, so these stocks with these Fs at the end, you got to make sure you get it right. So Mary, Mary, Nancy, Frank, Frank. That's MedMen, and that, that's a, a mostly California-based operation that is in a turnaround mode. But if this industry really takes off, their products are excellent, and they could easily be a 10- or 20-bagger 
if they can get through this next year. So that that would be my my long 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 shot in the industry. But it, it's a it's a it's a decent you know chance of of hitting it big on that one. So that's going to wrap up uh, the Gaines podcast. Just a great you know talk about. Uh... Getting some juicy picks. I promised Mike delivered. Um, real quick before I go, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if that's an option for you. Everybody tells me that's podcast gold, so do me the solid. Uh, and then, as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new episode drops. We are back on Thursday, and I will see you then. A News Radio WBBM podcast powered by Odyssey. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.